This is Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director for Focus Wealth Management. I'd like to welcome you to Two Question Tuesday. Uh, joining us this week as our guest host is Larry Carroll. Larry, how are you? I'm very good, Phil. How are you? Larry is a contributor at Forbes.com and for Barron's and is the author of ETFs for the Long Run and Dividend Stocks for Dummies. Larry, it's a, it's a pleasure having you here today. So I look forward to, to having this. Okay. Michael, how are you? Everything's good. Hope everybody's well. Great. Yeah, everything's good here. Terrific. Go ahead, Larry. I think you got a couple questions for us. Okay, Phil and Mike, we have a question here from Adam in New York. And he says many of the SPACs and IPO stocks of 2021 have been battered and are down a lot. Do you see them recovering in two to three years? And a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. All right. So I, I think I'll, I'll jump on and kind of take the first half and first part of this question. So I think looking back in hindsight, you could probably say that the SPAC euphoria of early 2021 probably was a bubble type of scenario. And we kind of referred to that a few times in the past, if you actually look back at the commentary and some of the things that we said at that time period. And really, once again, a SPAC is a type of vehicle that takes a company public through a special mechanism that's not through a traditional underwriting and IPO process. So um, what has happened with these SPACs is that a lot of these companies probably weren't ready for a traditional IPO through regular underwriting. There were companies that it by nature, they didn't have sufficient cash flows or sustainability of their business models. And frankly, we talked about this a little bit in the past too. There were a number of SPACs, especially in the EV automotive space that just, they were throwing out some really ridiculous pie in the sky type of estimates on some of their investor presentations. And after they actually went public, you saw the companies remove some of the estimates from their presentations, which really drew a lot of SEC regulation and scrutiny uh, after the fact. So I think this is a situation where a lot of companies went public due to the fact that it was readily available and there was ample liquidity out there. And some of the companies realistically that don't have any cash flows probably won't hit some of the cash flow estimates down the road in the future. Some of these probably aren't going to come back. So you really have to be very careful and evaluate the types of holdings that you actually have out there, just because there seemed to be a little bit too much liquidity and euphoria in the space. Now, it, just like anything else, there, there's going to be some companies where the baby's thrown out with the bathwater, and there are going to be solid companies that were would have eventually go on traditional IPO no matter what anyway that you kind of have to evaluate and look at. But there are going to be fewer of those than the companies that went public that realistically didn't have a reasonable chance of survival (laughs) with going public. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a blank check company, right? So when you invest inside of these companies, you really have to have a real element of trust for the management, right? So you're investing in the fund manager, you're investing in their beliefs. You're oftentimes just have the sector, right? You know, that, that you can put monies to work in, like you said, EV, you know, you don't know what type of company you're going to buy inside of that SPAC. So there's an element of trust. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to your point, you're, you're paying up for that, for that. And, and so to not have that return, um, it's also a quick way to get to the market. And, you know, oftentimes are quick ways, the best ways, you know, I, I think history has proven that no, <laughs> you know, the, the old due diligence process of taking your time and investing solidly and, you know, coming to market through a series of, you know, SEC uh, protocols to become a public company is probably a lot more uh, safe for your money um, than, you know, going public vis-a-vis a shortcut. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that the decline in the SPAC market is a result of uh, a lot of shorts coming in? Or do you think it's mostly investors realizing they don't know what they've bought and they're having second thoughts? 
Yeah, so I, I think it's a combination, probably more of the latter comment that you said. You know, I, I do think that there is, hey, what did I buy? You got to look at three things too going on, right? You have interest rates this morning uh, and overnight, the 10-year treasury in the US went to 1.83%. So the trade now is to sell growth. And so, you know, if you look at high multiple growth stocks, uh, people are calling it the duration trade, right? Large growth companies, uh, you're going to sell the weakest of the bunch. And the weakest of the bunch is often these new companies out there. So you have interest rates going against you in your favor. Yes, you have people having, you know, an oh crap moment. What did I buy? Uh, you know, get me out. I, I don't understand or, or I, I don't want to deploy this cash in the sector because it's growth. And then, of course, you have short. So to blame, you know, short selling on sectors going down, I've never been a believer in that. Um, but when there's blood in the water, you tend to have a lot of liquidity in some of these funds now chasing short ideas. But I think that they wouldn't chase those short ideas if there wasn't uh, blood in the water and a weak story to begin with, right? So I think it's a combination of all three of those factors. Uh, you know, are there going to be values to Michael's point? Probably. You know, you got to look around. I'm sure there's some great values out there, uh, but that's largely market dependent. And uh, I think the dust has to settle. It really does remind me, though, uh, a lot of some of the reverse mergers that happened in the late 90s uh, prior to the dot com boom uh, bubble, rather, you know, during that period. And I, I think that's, you know, all all booms and busts have similar traits. And this is kind of uh, will be written in history books, you know, I, I would think 10, 15 years from now. So I'd be very careful at some of these things, but you will find value in others. Yeah. I want to touch on some of those things really quickly. I mean, one, no, you cannot, you absolutely cannot blame short sellers for this because the two reasons, one, the fundamentals behind some of these companies were, were garbage. Like people were buying companies that really had no cash flows out for five years. I mean, yeah. that's just a little bit unrealistic Two. To short something, you have to be able to get a borrow on it, and it, it's it, it. You're not going to get a borrow on some of these companies that are out there that were spacs, and you know. Three to Phil's point with that duration stuff, you know. Every time you see a downturn, there's different opportunities that arise in certain areas and certain sectors. So I think it's important to view that uh, in the construct of everything. Like there are going to be things that go down now that are absolutely going to, like two to three years from now, look really good. The problem, what you said before, in terms of duration and yields, yeah, the Fed's probably going to tighten into a little bit of an economic slowdown here. So market's not going to like that. And with the duration trade, right, the market seems to be telling you that it prefers companies that are paying current cash flows now, i.e. the dividend payers versus a tech company that, right, tech companies don't necessarily pay dividends. They grow their cash flows and you hope that the stock appreciates over the course of time. And that's how you're compensated via the duration. So... I think that there's a combination of some of those three, but I think the biggest one is some of the fundamentals behind some of these blank check companies. There was just nothing there. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Those are great answers and very informative. Great, Larry. We look forward to having you back next week and you can ask us two questions of your choosing. How's that sound? Sounds great. Great. Thanks everyone. See you next week. Thanks guys.